match. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. Today we have Joey Coldcuts as always, but today no Mikey V, but we do have Binyamin, the Jets. Wow. Talk about so a villain. Um, guys, let's get into the games last week. Uh, a lot of good wild card games, a lot of not so good ones, a lot of blowouts. Uh, Green Bay decimated Dallas. Um, the question coming off that game was. Will McCarthy stay? Will he go? We found out yesterday, last night, that he's in fact going to stay with the team. Um, Shocking. Joe, we'll start with you. I mean, it's your Packers. Talk us through that whole debacle. I mean, listen, the the Cowboys are just, you know, you talk about franchises like the Bears and, you know, the Lions for a long time that have just disappointed their fan base for, it seems like, a long, long time. The, the Dallas Cowboys, I feel this. I feel like it's worse because this is a team that experiences a lot of success within the regular season. They look like they're a contending team this year for long stretches of the year. They look like one of the best teams in the NFC and then the playoffs come around and they got a home game in front of their home fans and a game that they're favored by seven, um, seven and a half. I think it was at one point and they absolutely flop. Um, and that was I didn't expect that. I did expect a close game. I did, you know, I gave the pick for my pick of the week was the Packers money line, which turned out to be a very rewarding pick if you rode me. Um, <laughs> that being said, I thought it was going to be a very close game. I didn't think that there would be a blowout in this game. I thought if it was going to be a blowout, if it, uh, anything, it would have been on the other side where the Cowboys would have beaten us by a couple of touchdowns. But Mike McCarthy, man, I, I just think he is, um, I'm shocked that they're going back to him this year. Um, I, I'm really surprised because I just don't know if he's got the sauce anymore. Now I know he's won a Super Bowl, he's had a lot of success um throughout his career, but I just feel like in these big moments, he just gets out coached, he doesn't make the adjustments necessary. Um, and the team just looked flat, like out of the get-go. On the opposite side, I thought the Packers looked as good as I have seen them all year. That that was the most complete full game that I've seen. On all sides of the football, I thought the defense was was outerworldly good. Um, they shut down C.D. Lamb. They created turnovers. Um, and that's been the big question mark throughout the year for this team has been the defense and their ability or inability for long stretches of the year to stop teams. And you had a number one offense in Dallas come out um, and they really they shut them down. And then Jordan Loveman. I can't sing this guy's praises enough. The guy looks cool and calm and collected, making big-time throws. Um, and, you know, this Packers team's rolling. Aaron Jones, five games now, four or five games with 100 yards rushing. The Packers are legit. The Cowboys are frauds. Um, and I was very happy with the turnout of this game. Um, but, yeah, if you're a Cowboys fan, it's a, it's a really, really tough offseason that you're going to have to go through. Jet? um wow that was in-depth i would tell you um hold on that was my jordan team love, i had to be in-depth with I, that of one. course jordan love is i don't know what it is with the packers and quarterbacks it pisses me off jordan love is the real fucking deal he was slinging it. he looked like aaron Rodgers back there the um the cowboys were never in that game they were 
two minutes in the game, that game was over. They couldn't cover the second <laughs> half money line. Not that I bet it. Second half minus 10. Doesn't matter. They had 5-10 in the game, and Dak threw a fucking interception out of the back of the end zone for fucking no reason. He he does kind of melt away in big games. I, not him. The whole team melts away in big games. Like, when the Cowboys have a big game, they just can't win. And Mike McCarthy cannot win the big game, and I know he won it with the Packers. But I'm saying with the Cowboys, there's something about the Cowboys. They just can't do it. I, it's not, It doesn't surprise me that he's back for another year because – at least he's a somewhat competent coach, which is hard to find these days. I'm a little surprised Jerry Jones didn't, you know, do something drastic. But yeah, yeah I, I, I was. I think deep down we all knew the Cowboys were going to put up a dud, but we thought maybe this was the time they were going to, like, the slim chance they would pull it off, and they banged themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one does their best work when when you know your boss is hounding over you watching you or your parent you're doing some homework and your parents just like hounding you you just get nervous and fail so at what point is dallas gonna is jerry gonna realize that he's the big fucking problem there and they ain't gonna win with wow. he can fire the coach he can fire the the quarterback he can fire never. everybody it's never gonna work it's never gonna work as long as he's doing that i mean they know that all eyes are on them at all times uh on the other side green bay just looked really good joe you got to be happy with where you're at I mean, even if you lose next week, doesn't matter. I mean, it don't matter. Phenomenal. Uh, you got another quarterback. You got another great quarterback. Seamless transition. Got to be a lot of fun. Don't know what it's like. Um, moving on here, though. Let's go to Kansas City. They took down Miami in a brutally cold game. Um, Chiefs won 26-7. Dolphins were never really in that game. Tua also melted away, very similar to Dak Prescott. Uh, Jet, talk me through Tua and the Dolphins and where they go for next year and just the Chiefs moving on. You know, I, I think that I like the Dolphins, and I think that they – I think they got a bad – not a bad draw. They lost they, – they banged themselves because they lost to Buffalo in the last week of the season, and then they had to go to Kansas City. They were one of the best teams in the league all year. They cannot obviously play in a cold environment, so that, that was a problem. I think they're good, and, like, I know they get a lot of shit – I think they'll come in next year. They'll be close to the top of favorites to win the, you know, their conference at least. Um, and then the Chiefs are the Chiefs. You knew they were going to show up in the playoffs like they always do. They still did not look good offensively, though apparently their defense is good now, which is weird because it was always the opposite. And now I don't know how far they're going to go. I, I, I do kind of – they always kind of pull it together like they do every year. They're always losing by 10 in the first quarter of the playoffs, and then they come and win every game. This week is going to be the Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game of his life, which will be interesting. But um, I, I, that, that game on Sunday will, will be will be um, probably the game of the year. Uh, and then the Dolphins, they'll, they'll rebound. I know they're getting a lot of shit now, but I they, they never had – they never stood a chance. Joe? Yeah, I mean – I, th I think this was a no-brainer pick for me. A lot of people obviously been down on the Chiefs. They've not had a good season. Um, but if you looked at the Dolphins, um, just their overall roster, they were decimated with injuries. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, Xavier Howard was out. Bradley Chubb was out. Um, I think uh, Waddle, did he play? I don't even know. I, I, all these guys are – yeah, but, I mean, they were just banged up from from bottom to top. And, you know, it was really a terrible end of the season for them. You know, they were in cruise control to win the AFC East and then just really bottomed out, did not, you know, I thought after they beat Dallas at the end of the, you know, towards the end of the season that they were going to go on and win the, win the division. And they just, they flopped. And um, I, I don't know if, uh, what's the coach's name, Mike, uh, uh, or um, Daniels, Mike McDaniels. I don't know if he's, 
Yeah, it's McDaniel's. Yeah, okay. I I don't know if he's got the sauce tick. I I I mean, he's funny and he's quirky and he's but like I felt like at no point in that game they had an opportunity. They tied it early on with that huge Tyreek Hill touchdown. Um, or I think they, they they brought it into a game. But then I think they just, they never really seem to be in the game. Like they never, and I don't know if it's more on Tua or if it's more on McDaniels. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins, they're getting closer to being where they need to be. But you look at the teams in the, in the AFC between the Ravens, the Chiefs are always going to be there. The Bills, like, they got they got their hands full and they're gonna have to figure some shit out in the offseason. Um, because they're just not there yet. But gonna be a good game, like Jeff uh, like Jet said on fucking this Saturday or Sunday, the Chiefs and Bills. It's gonna be a real, really uh interesting game. Mike McDaniel is Jet's boy. Jet loves Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I don't have anything against him. I don't Big think he's a bad guy. He's funny. Good. I just don't know if he I don't know, man. I think sometimes some of these coaches who are like too buddy buddy with the team. Like, and like try to be hip and cool and shit. I don't know if that's the recipe for success. Oh boy, he's playing hurt down there. I, oh, I, yeah, I, he I, is. I had, the, I had the, the the awareness to mute before I just spit up a lung. But, <laughs> but uh, he's a player's coach and the players like him. Now, you're right. What you say is there's a fine line between like being a player's coach and then just being like their buddy. And I, he maybe is like on that other side. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I read he's. I'd rather have him than a whole lot of guys going right now. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. They did that whole in-season hard knocks with them, and and yeah, he seems like a good a good guy, good coach. Um, but he's a clown. He's an all-time clown. Like he's a troll. Yeah. He gets in those. I don't think he, can, he can't put them all. <laughs> What's this? He can't be all time yet. He's got to earn that. But he sure. he's definitely a clown. But it's 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 undetermined if he's a good clown or a bad clown at this point. That's true. I mean, it's hilarious that he he's got like a doctorate in like philosophy or something, <laughs> like Harvard or someplace like that. That's a clown move. Then he just became a fucking head coach of the Dolphins with his doctorate in philosophy. That's yeah, yeah. that's troll. Um, I I'll just say, I mean, I, I don't know if it's him. I don't know what it is, but yeah, the Dolphins huge step forward. I mean, they've been trash for a while now, and they they had an eleven and six season. They definitely did something right. Um, I just think. I mean, they've got a lot to fix. Their defense, like Joe said, was was all fucked up. Um, I still think they probably would have lost this game. I I don't know if two is it, man. I I think he might. He's I got maybe another year to figure it out. He might be a Listen. Dak Prescott. I think he might be a regular season superstar. Tua Tua has a pro. Tua has never thrown a pass that a receiver hasn't had to go like this for. <laughs> I never. You never see a receiver go like this for a Tua pass. They're always going like this. <laughs> He's the king. He's the king of like almost <laughs> getting his wide, almost getting his wide receivers killed. Yeah, everything's overthrown by a yard. Yeah, all <laughs> weapons were hurt at some point this season because he keeps. It just worked out well for him because Tyreek kills so fast this year that even though it's a yard pass, he's fast yeah. enough to get to the ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Chiefs move on. Dolphins go home. Um, we'll see what happens next week with the Chiefs. We'll get into that in episode two. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. 
The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's move on here to the Rams and the Lions. The Lions get their first playoff victory in, I think, like 30 years on to the day. Um, big win for Dan Campbell. Uh, big win in Detroit against Matt Stafford, the guy who's done more for that city uh, for, in the football space in a long time, probably since Barry Sanders. Um, Jared Goff getting over that hump. Joe, walk me through the Lions and the Rams there. What'd you say? I felt really good for the Lions. It's a city and a franchise that's been starved for a long time. I don't think they'd won a playoff game. Is it 30 years, you had said, Dick? 30. I mean, that's insane. Um, and you know what? It was it was nice to see, too. I, I know, Tick, you're not a big Jared Goff guy, like that you're not a big fan of him. I, I think he's a, he seems like a good dude. Like, he, he kind of got a bad he kind of got a bad fucking trade like when he woke up and was with the Detroit lions after, you know, he had a super bowl contending team that went on to win the super bowl. Um, and he took it in stride, man. He, he really didn't bitch or complain. He just suited up every week and played for that Lions team. Um, and now they're good. And now they're in the playoffs and, you know, they're hosting a divisional round against a Buccaneers team that I think they should blow out. Um, and if they do that, they're one game away from the NFC championship. So I feel really good for him. Um, I'm, I'm happy for the franchise. I think Dan Campbell's a hell of a guy. Um, that's a guy I would want to be, you know, have as my coach. Um, and the Rams, I, I, I honestly think that they, um, I thought they were going to win this game the whole time. I thought they were going to come back and win. I thought they were just playing so well. And that Puka Nakua is so good. Um, but they came up a little bit short. I, it'll be interesting to see how they do next year because I think they dealt with, you know, with a lot of injuries and they started out really slow. Um, but they really caught their stride in the second half of the year. That Kieran Williams is an awesome running back and they got pieces all over the field. So I think they're in good shape for next year, but good for the Lions. I'm happy to see it. And um, I tell you what, there's some teams hanging around in the playoffs right now that you would not expect to be there if you had looked at the beginning of the season. Jeff? Yeah, uh, happy for the Lions, happy for Detroit, happy for Eminem, happy for Mike Tirico. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what Mike Tirico's deal is, but I am on to him. Like, I don't know. He's got something going on. I don't know if he's from Detroit or he knows. he's Something's up with Mike Tirico in Detroit, and I'm on to him. Um, I thought – I'm going to die. <laughs> I thought that – um. Dan Campbell outcoached uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay in that fourth quarter, first of all, he wasted his timeouts in the second half. Yeah. Um, and then he didn't have them on the last possession. And then he punted the ball versus attempting a long field goal that would have given them the lead with four seconds, with four four minutes left and only one timeout. I, I just thought he was outcoached. I do think Dan Campbell is, is too aggressive and it's going to come back to bite him in the ass, much like it did in Dallas at the end of the year. Yeah. He's, going to, he's one of these guys who's starting to feel like – when these coaches are aggressive, people get behind them because it's new and it's different. And then you end up like Brandon Staley working at waste management like six weeks later. So I think that might like yeah. you might if Dan Campbell doesn't get a hold of his his aggressiveness and, and start actually using his like like starting to think plays through, he's gonna run into the same problem soon. But with that being said, they should make the NFC championship. And then you make the NFC championship, you just gotta win one game and be in the Super Bowl. So uh, yeah, I thought he just it was it was he was out coached. The Lions' offense is amazing; they can convert yeah. anything, and um, they also have a running back Gibbs, 
who Jameer Gibbs only goes real. for 20. He will only run for 26 yards or more. Every carry goes for 26 <laughs> or more. It's absurd. So I would just give him the ball and keep him. Moving. And Montgomery's not a bad running back either behind him. True. True. <clears throat> Do you think Dan Campbell is an ESPN analytics guy? <laughs> I, I think when they say go for it, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jared Goff, what a story. Uh, you know, he played a pretty fucking good game, I have to say. The only time he he really kind of tried to throw the game away in Jared Goff fashion is when he, like, he got the ball and he, he was he panicked and he, like, shuffled past it backwards. And mm-hmm. that could have been a momentum changing in the game, but they got away with it. And, uh, yeah, good for him um rams tough to see my guy matt stafford go home like that i love him i love him dearly you're a matt stafford guy yeah he's a big stafford guy why tick tick a little key is a lions fan somehow yeah he is my my whole family is from detroit really but you Um, know stafford took a beating that game man he sure did that one hit that he got sandwiched between hutchinson and that other i don't know who it was on the other end he got fucking Overized. He was knocked out for about ten seconds. They what? They, they took him to the and said he was fine. They were like, "He's fine. He's fine." He's a tough. He's a tough. Yeah. He's a tough dude. Tough kid. Yeah. He's a Highland Park kid. I didn't like. I didn't like how he handled after after the game. He kind of shit on Detroit a little bit he on the did. fans. That was weird. It's like, what did he say? They asked him if he was happy for the city or for Detroit, and he's like, "I'm happy for the players." Like, yeah. he doesn't. He yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I mean, but. So He's got to be a little butthurt after everything he did sure. for that city, and then they're chanting Jared Goff's name. Well, he's the quarterback. Of the he's he's yeah. the guy now. You can't. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm they, just they trying to come up Matt with a theory. When, when he was in the Super Bowl and when he won. So, yeah. I mean, anyway, regardless, Detroit moves on. I, I agree with Jed. I think eventually that Dan Campbell coaching style is going to probably bite him in the ass. I don't know if you can win a Super Bowl that way, but good for them thus far. Uh, Joe's right. They should beat the snot out of the Bucks, but so should the Eagles. So who fucking knows anymore? Um, but we'll get to that game in a minute. Let's move on here quickly to the Browns. They went to Houston to play the Texans, and the Texans fucking trounced the Browns, forty-five to fourteen. C.J. Stroud became an overnight success after a year's worth of work. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, talk, talk me through the Texans. Talking through the Browns, what the fuck happened there? And is CJ Stroud the real fucking deal? I uh, yeah. I mean, to me, he's the real deal. Um, D'Amico Ryan is also the real deal, and he also has the best physique out of any head coach going. Nobody looks better, <laughs> nobody looks better in a long sleeve dry fit than D'Amico Ryan. Um, he's I honestly he's my that was my main takeaway from the game is that I gotta go to the gym and work on my pecs. He's he's but also, did you see the clip where he told the guy about getting the interception? He was he was speaking his line, oh, his yeah. his D back, and he's like, mm-hmm. and he does this, just step in and pick it. I mean, the Flacco fairy tale was going to end at some point, so it's just you know it's over now. I don't really know. I don't know. The Browns were like a tricky team all year, but the Texans played like good teams well all season. So yeah. I, I I don't want to say they they're they're going to beat the Ravens, but they're going to put up a fight. I think against the Ravens, like they come in with the game plan. Ravens are pretty fucking good, but um, yeah, I think it was all about the Texans and CJ Stroud's a real deal. And they got, they got a real future. Now the Browns are the Browns. It's like, it's just no, who knows? Joseph. Yeah. I mean, Mikey called this. Uh, I'll give him credit. He called that Joe Flacco was probably going to come up short this game. He took the Texans. Um, I was very surprised at how poorly 
you know, the Browns defense played. And then on top of that, just like, yeah, I mean, two pick sixes. I mean, that was, that was it. That was, that was a game set match. Um, Flacco, I thought did a great job for the Browns coming in to a difficult situation. And, you know, he's an older veteran. I thought he did great. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, we've, we've all agreed. You don't want Joe Flacco leading your team in the, you know, in the playoffs, that's just not a recipe for success. Um, the the Texans remind me a lot about the Packers in the AFC. They're they're a team with really nothing to lose. No one really envisioned them being there this year. Um, rookie quarterback. I mean, Jordan Love's not a rookie quarterback for the Packers, but essentially it's his first season. So people really didn't know what to expect. And both quarterbacks are thriving and playing the best football that they've played all year in the right time when it matters. So to Jet's point, I do think that um, it's going to be an interesting game against the Ravens because I think that I think the Texans are going to be a team to be reckoned with. They're not just going to roll over and die. And they showed that this last week that, um, you know, they believe in themselves. And D'Amico Ryans has this team playing, you know, playing really good, solid football. Um, so, yeah, it was cool to see, cool to watch. Um, Stroud, man, this guy, I didn't think he had the sauce coming from Ohio State. I didn't know how he would translate, but he's been everything and more that they could have ever asked for. He's turning that franchise around. Yeah, man. I mean, Nico Collins as well. Uh, Mechie, a lot of these guys stepping up. Devin Singletary, they're often Schultz, Devin Schultz has been a big pull. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you got to imagine Damian Pierce will at some point figure it out because he's a very capable uh, and competent running back. Um, Houston, I've been saying it all year long, man. They've got a great thing going on. They're in a really good spot. This won't be their year. They will probably lose to the Ravens next year, but they're going to be a good, they're a good young team that's going to have some staying power for the next five to seven years, at least five years. CJ Stroud, if they can keep them there and they can keep a lot of these pieces around them, Tank Dell, Collins, Singletary, maybe get him a better running back. If Pierce doesn't ever figure it out, they've got a lot going on. D'Amico Ryans is going to be a good coach for a long time in this league. Um, and then, yeah, the Browns, they just, uh, they need a quarterback. They need somebody that they can rely on. I think they have like four different guys all season long. Um, Deshaun Watson ain't the guy. He's clearly broken. Doesn't like football. Just wanted the money. Um, the kid from uh, UCLA, that guy stuck. Dorian Smith. Um, Dorian Smith-Thompson. He was atrocious. That guy couldn't throw the ball. And then Joe Flacco, he came in, but he's always – Joe Flacco's going to Joe Flacco at some point, and he did it in the first game of the playoffs here. So they've got a lot to figure out. And their defense was pretty porous as well. I mean, they've got, got a long – they might have to tear that thing down and build it back up. Stefanski might want to find somewhere else to go in the meantime because they've got a lot of things to fix. I don't know about that. I think Stefanski's a good coach, Tick. you got to look oh, at I'm their – he's a good coach. Yeah, I know, but he also suffered some horrific injuries. Nick Chubb getting hurt early on as one of the best running backs in the league. He, him, yeah. he, was, he was the bread and butter of that offense. And then, you know, say what you want about, you know, the guy, but – you know, you lose your starting quarterback. That's 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 really tough to come back from. And whether or not Deshaun Watson's the guy or not, he's clearly a more skillful player than a Joe Flacco or, uh, you know, a rookie that you're putting in with no experience. And I think, like, if they would have had those pieces throughout the year, they, they still did very well to end up where they did this year. I think, they, you know, you give keep those pieces, those integral pieces of their offense intact. I think they could have gone pretty far. I, I think they could have been a team to really – keep an eye on but that that's sometimes injuries you just can't do anything about it sure sure i mean i'm not sure if even if they stayed healthy how far they were going but 
You never know. Um, let's move on to the Monday night games. Uh, oh, tick. Let's start with uh, let's let's start with Steelers and the Bills. Okay, Steelers. Uh, they pushed this game back. Everyone lost their minds. I don't know why. It was fine. We still got a game on a Monday. I mean, we were only going to have one game that that day. So now we got two games every single day. I, I had no problem with it. It was still snowing. It was still a lot of fun. Uh, Steelers went to Buffalo. They went to Orchard Park, and the Bills. Beat the they beat the shit out of them to be honest 31 17 it was never really much of a contest there was a brief period there where the Steelers were making a comeback but the Bills had this game in hand pretty much the whole way through Josh Allen looked fucking amazing he's coming around yeah. exact right time um, Jet walk me through our guy Josh Allen and walk me through the Steelers um, I mean Josh Allen is 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 the best I I like the thing is with 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 the Bills. They don't – they are the weirdest team in the world. Some They'll blow people out, and then they'll lose to bad teams. The fact that they let the Steelers back in that game was a, a little bit alarming to me. Um, with that being said, like, yeah, I mean, they they, they trounced them. They, 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 they trounced them, and now they're hosting another home game. The Steelers, hats off to them for making the playoffs. I Like, they didn't – you know, they're like the Browns, or they're like – nobody expected them to be there, and they're sitting in the playoffs, and the, and the Bills just kind of ran them over, like – happens every year so every year in terms of like just some random you know nine and 18 makes the playoffs and then a, a two seed beats them um yeah i think the bills to me the bills are i mean the bills are the hottest team in the league right now they won six in a row and they just they just kept them moving i don't like i think that was fully expected though i yeah. don't think anybody expected the bills to like i mean the way they've been playing this year sometimes maybe maybe late like they're also missing a couple guys but all eyes are on next week for me Joseph, yeah, Josh Allen. I think um, I I don't think you could ask for much more from him out of this game. I mean, that one fifty-two yard touchdown run was just unbelievable. It just shows, you know, kind of how athletic and how talented he is as a quarterback that he can make a play like that. I mean, and then he was throwing the ball, making tight throws. Um, his presence was good. Didn't turn the ball over. Um, I don't think he turned the ball over, did he? I don't think Josh he did. Allen? No turnovers, I think. No turn- uh, so, uh, he, yeah, so he played a very solid game. Um, but again, like Jet said, I think this was a game that most people expected the Bills to handle easily. And now the true test comes in next week um, against a team that he has struggled against mightily um, and a chance for him to really rewrite a lot of wrongs. So on the other side of the ball, the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, I – it's going to be hard to see where they go from here. Looks like Mike Tomlin is maybe going to be on the outs. I don't know. They asked him after the game about his contract, and he literally just got up and walked out of the conference room. Um, so I don't know what that says. Um, and as far as quarterbacks, you know, Pickett, I would imagine, is going to be back and when he's healthy as their starter. But I feel like they have some holes to fill and some things to address um, before they can really be competent. I mean, not having TJ uh, Watt out there was obviously a huge loss for them before this game. So their defense is solid, but on the offensive side of the ball, they got to make some some adjustments because I just don't think this is an offense that's going to be able to carry them far. Um, but yeah, we'll see, man. Like Jet said, next week, Bills, Chiefs, going to be very interesting. Yeah, when when Josh Allen, that's a big thing, Joe, is when Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over at all, 
they're they're a really difficult team to beat. The the only times the Bills really get in trouble is when they start turning it over and letting teams back into games. Because the Bills made a pretty big mistake at the end of the second half, where they in, instead of punting the ball and yeah, they went for the field goal. Deep, yeah, running the ball, getting them to the two minute warning, punting them inside the ten, and then just letting that their defense take over. They fucking went for the field goal, it was blocked, and they let Steelers fucking have a quick touchdown at the end of the half, and that was ridiculous. And then if Josh Allen turned into who he can sometimes turn into, he starts turning the ball over. Then the Steelers are really back in this game. So if Josh Allen continues to do that, they're going to go far. I could I could see them in the Super Bowl, to be honest. I could see wow. them getting there. Jo- Jake, I- you you kind of look like Josh Allen. Has anybody ever told you that? <laughs> Whoa, that's oh, it. We were talking Have about you ever that. that? <laughs> you look like Chris Pratt and Josh Allen. Whoa. Both at their fattest. Both after they cheese <laughs> pizza. I just read comments. Sure, 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 sure. And Jet looks sure. like Joaquin Phoenix. Well, you just read comments. And I, you know what I've been getting recently is I guess there's a new show based off that movie Ted with the talk. I'm not, a few people have sent me that shit, dude. The kid there's a what? It ain't good. It ain't good he ain't, he ain't Josh job? Allen. He ain't Chris Pratt. No, but Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix is one hell of a good looking man. Um, and the Steelers, man, I mean, I've kind of been shitting on them all season, but Mike Tomlin's pretty remarkable. He's still got this team somehow. In the yeah. he's obviously a great coach. I think he's starting to lose that locker room. I think they're not listening to him anymore. I think it would behoove him to get out of there and go somewhere else. Um, but he'll he'll probably stick around. He's also I'm been there great. since like 1996. His, you know, the Steelers since, since the, Steelers have only, the Steelers have had three coaches since 1969. That's nuts. That's true. Yeah. Chuck Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower. Bill Cower was Mike great. Tom. Holy shit. That's a real Bill set. Cowher rocked a stash yeah. like young Yaman here. That's yeah, true. Bill Cower was a was a was a scary guy. Won a Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin. I met uh, him at I met Mike Bill Cower. Has Mike Tomlin won a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, with Ben. With Big Ben. Well, he lost the Packers. No, but they beat they Cowher. beat the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals. That's right with Antonio. I mean, Bill Cower beat, beat and Cower beat the Lions. Cower beat the Seahawks. Yes. yes. Detroit. Yeah. Sean Alexander. Yeah. At, yeah. And then that's and then right. um Antoine Randall threw a touchdown in that game. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you did. met Bill Cower, Joe? I met Bill Cower at the peninsula. I served him at the bar. He's the nicest guy ever. But you're right, Jet. When he used to lose his shit on the sidelines, he was yeah. a scary guy. Yeah. He he's like fucking Adam's apple and his veins would be popping out. He's yeah, I think um, he quit because he was having heart issues. Like I think it was killing him that job because he was working himself up. He's an yeah, awesome just, dude. I asked him a ton of questions. He answered everything. I should have been. I shouldn't have been asking him questions. I was kind of the, you know, as as a manager of a, a luxury hotel, I should not have been asking him questions about football. Technically, I mean, he loved it. I mean, we we really. He was with his wife. You sit there. There's no one else in the in in the in the fucking bar. And I just started chatting with him and started asking him questions about football and stuff. I think it was right after he got inducted into the Hall of Fame too. So oh. it was like. He was in the public eye, so I was definitely intrigued. But great guy. Great really guy. good coach. Um, all right. I think that's all the games. So we'll uh, 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 the... uh, uh, all right. Um last game. <laughs> no, Eagles. you're not getting rid of you're not getting out of a tick. Yeah. Tick, why, don't want... you, why don't you tell us about this Eagles? Yeah, game? why don't you Go tell before. the world what you saw and what happened? Because you have caught a ton of slack the entire year. Um, and you look like Nostradamus. This this game played out exactly how you 
called it out. So tell tell us what you saw, Tick. All right, I'll break it down first, but then we're going to who's a problem, and that's a segment that I'm going to the Jet to first. So What's marinate on that. Mar- oh, oh, guy who's a problem that you have a problem with. Yeah, Fuck, could be a good it. problem or it could be a bad. Um, Fuck, I got it. Damn it. You got you got plenty of problems, dog. It doesn't have to be sports related. We like it if it is. But oh, it, it, it could be anything. anything. It can be. Okay. Anything. Okay. Um, mine was American Airlines last week. Um, I got one. I got one for you. The Eagles, man. Um, I, I'm not even angry anymore. I, I'm so far past angry. I'm just tired. I'm tired of having been right all season long and people telling me I'm a fucking idiot, dude. I got I got spit roasted spit roasted <laughs> like a pig all season long in the dms in the comment section of this show i'd even see it sometimes in affiliate shows that we have people just talking about me like why is he on this show and it, it's 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 just sickening because jalen hurts nick sirianni the team was broken from the beginning of the season when they almost threw the game away week one against the patriots this team never made a single adjustment all season long and the t- all of a sudden in this game too, by the way, as if our, our woes weren't big enough, we couldn't tackle anybody. We we got our hands on guys and just let them break away. This team is a mess. Nick Sirianni needs to be fired, but I've already been I've already oh. heard that he's sticking around. Jalen Hurts. Really? Yeah, apparently he's sticking around. We're giving him another go because in his two seasons, I think as Jet told me, he went to the Super Bowl and then he went to the playoffs. So on paper, it looks very very good is what he's done so far. But he's underachieved in my eyes in both times. This team is severely broken. We in the after the first half, we re-ran Dondre Swift five times. He was averaging four yards per carry. He ended the game with 10 rushes and 36 yards. It's inexcusable to run him as little as we have when we have such a such a great offensive line. We're a mess. We stink. We're frauds. I think we're going to have to tear a lot of it down. The defense is abysmal. We've got great offensive line talent that just refuses to get in shape. And now Jason Kelsey is is, is retiring, and we're going to need a new center. Those guys come by easily. So I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, we're a mess. I think we're a long, long ways away from winning anything meaningful. Um, team sucks, big guys. Sucks. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they suck, but they didn't look good at all. No, Joe, Joe, no, Joe, no, Joe, we suck. Joe, what, what, what have you seen that makes us think that we're anything other than a putrid football team? We beat up on bad football teams all season long. That's all we did. And people praised us because of that easy schedule we had. It's sickening. I'm sick to my stomach. This team has made me sick and they've made me almost, I don't even fucking care anymore. I'm so sick of this team. I don't, I don't care. If they're going to bring back care. Nick Sirianni, so if they're going to bring back Nick Sirianni, why, why invest my time in a team that's just going to break my heart? We won a Super Bowl. I got one. Moving on. Fuck them. Fuck them. Oh, take you can't see. That's your team. It's my team. I love them, but they keep fucking me. So now fuck them. Fuck you're not going to watch them next year? gonna watch him <laughs> of course you're gonna watch him i mean i didn't say i was gonna watch i'm just gonna and i would dare say by the time that the season starts next year for the regular season you'll be hyped up about having them playing again sure maybe i mean we made big things it just like happened in oklahoma there i mean it was yeah almost- you could stop it i mean he couldn't miss a third down throw no no i mean joe what, what do you see i mean they stink joe they stink right I had I took the Eagles in this game and I it was a bang job, man. I I mean I've never seen a defense just miss more tackles. Dude, it seemed like like the, the running back Rashad White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he might as well had like 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 spam 
like Pam olive oil on his jersey because these guys were just sliding off of him when they were trying. It was unbelievable. They'd have him in the backfield and he'd gain another five yards. I was like, it was just, it was horrific, horrific defense more than anything. And then on offense, it's like it was everything was trying to be forced to Devonta Smith when he was double coverage or there was no play, even the last play when they were driving, when they had to score a touchdown. It was just like they went for it on fourth down, sorry. Um, and they threw a bomb to him in the end zone. He was never had a chance to catch the ball. Um, they just looked bad. They looked bad. I thought they would have used Swift a lot more. Um, and he couldn't really get it going. It was Hertz looked really bad, man. He looked really, really bad. Jet, what'd you see, dog? Um, I saw maybe the worst offensive performance I've seen a lot. And and from a from a play calling perspective. These plays were so obviously seventy percent of the plays were like designed like one option screens or slants yeah. or like they didn't let Hertz like cook at all. It was like once AJ Brown was out, they just forgot. They got thirty eight coordinators. They can't decide who's their offensive coordinator, who's their defensive coordinator, who's whatever their coach. They've clearly lost all confidence in their coach, and the team is kind of like kind of been out of it for weeks like it seemed like they just came into this game like they stumbled into the playoffs and when they went down i think it was 10 nothing it was over they were like they just mailed it in they cannot tackle to save their goddamn lives um and that's it, it i mean they, the the the, the bucks played well baker mayfield played well but they still gave them the ball back the 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 bucks would drive to the 50 to the, to the plus side of the field and then punt it and they could not get anything going the Eagles couldn't. And every time they did, they would get it down and then they'd go for it. When they went for it, um, just classic Sirianni, when they when they uh kicked the extra point, they made it. There was an offside. Um, said, well, now we gotta go for it. It's just it's just it's they bad. couldn't even and get the tush push. They couldn't get the tush push, yeah, because it was an actual full yard they had to get it on. It was like just bad, a bad play calling, a bad game plan. Jalen Hurst didn't seem to like he kind of he kind of looked like they sent him out to the fire and were like, figure it out. And you could tell like by his body language and it is what it is on to, on to the next year. We've been running that predictable offensive scheme all season long though. It wasn't even just okay. when AJ Brown came out, those same four plays, the screen yeah. the slants, we've been running that a predictable offense all. And that's why the second half of the season, we fucking lost every game is because teams figured out, Oh my God, they're running the same four plays. <laughs> and we'll be just fine. Dick's been and saying it's, it. And it's atrocious. And you even saw, yeah, you're right. Jalen Hurts was totally checked out. You even saw there's a couple of videos of Dallas Goddard getting in his ass. Oh, yeah. Getting in his asshole, spreading it apart and getting in that living room inside his ass. He put a couch in there, put a bed in there, dude. He lives in that one studio apartment fucking in beat, uh, Palm Beach Gardens. Um, there's, tech, there's, there's technically two rooms in that ass. It's technically two rooms in that fucking ass. Um, yeah, they're uh, this. We're a long ways away, man. They're, Them not having uh, AJ Brown tick was, it, I mean, it showed me how much of a of a role he plays in that offense because they looked lost. They looked like they didn't know what to do or how they were going to do it. It was bad. It seems like he might be gone. He deleted all his Eagles content from his Instagram page, so I that mean, guy's turning into a diva real quick. Real quick. I love a good diva wide receiver. I think I've said it. He's not currently. <laughs> he's not currently on my list, but I, I, because he's not diva level because he, oh, he kind of is. Games. I love in the days we're like kind of out on them. There aren't too many of them left anymore, but there are some all time diva wide receivers. Give me your top three diva wide receivers of. I mean Ocho of all Cinco, time. Ocho Cinco, um, To Terrell Owens has to be there. And then like I don't. I got one for your ass. 
I'm gonna miss one. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of. Um, like, mm, I don't want to. Mm, he's he might not be on the list, but he just jumps to mind because he's a modern day one. Is Odell Beckham? Yeah. What was. about what about Keyshawn Johnson? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. Was he so much of a diva? What about Antonio, Antonio Brown? Brown? Well, Antonio Brown is the all time, but he's. He's he exceeded. <laughs> he lost his mind team. after CTE. But oh yeah, Ocho Cinco just said, to me being a, you have to have some lovability about you to be a diva wide receiver. Not that AB had that, but Ocho Cinco had he was cool too while sure. being like an asshole. Would it you say cool. Randy Moss was a yeah, little bit yeah, of a diva I think so. for, for a time? Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, guys, let's move on Not to the not. who's who's a problem segment. Um. And I got to know first and foremost, Jet, who is a problem? this week for you all right you ready i had a second to think about it really i thought i was gonna need some time i don't need any time you ready yeah Mm -hmm. peacock is a problem (laughs) let me tell you something let me tell you something it stinks it's i I get it nbc's trying to like force fans to watch like they're trying to force peacock down our throat so we maybe will be like oh the office is also on peacock let me binge that no one – it's football, and this is America. You put the games on regular TV for the regular humans to be able to watch, okay? Like, don't gouge regular Americans to have to go to another site. They already got to do – they're already putting games on Amazon Prime. They're already um, putting games on – YouTube TV. Another place. They're, well, the games are on cable. So you gotta, there's Red Zone that's now on YouTube that you have to buy. And now in the playoffs, you're forcing the fans to buy Peacock. And on top of that, the next day for them to run this promo, Mike Tirico gets up there at halftime and he goes, last night NBC – and they, they ran this whole like like package about how great it is. The most viewed game on Peacock. No shit. People would watch the game on any fuck you could stream it on Twitch and everybody will pay for that shit. It's the NFL. It runs America. Like that, like people will pay forever, but it's it's disgusting what they're doing. And I hope everybody who paid for it immediately um you Cancel. know took it back, assuming they don't love the office and didn't decide, oh, actually the office is on here. Do you know Andy Samberg has a movie on Peacock? Let's stick around after the <laughs> Chiefs team to watch it. It's disgusting and it's enough and it's one thing to make people pay outside of it, but then the next day to come out with this video package at halftime of the Sunday night game talking about how great of a of a fucking production you put on and how much – it's disgusting. They should just suck their own dicks because it's it's disgusting. <laughs> and, and, and that's – yeah, that's it with Peacock. I don't want to go to Peacock for anything. Like it's it's, – it's What crazy. a dumb name too, Peacock. Well, it's the NBC – they're, logo they're a but, peacock and nbc but it's it's it's, it's just i have no, i get it like it's business they're trying to like but it's such like a clear money grab for one night it, it's it's crazy i want to do who's a problem with jet every single week you really should come on every week for this we should, should just bring, bring him on just for this segment just like colin because he gets animated and it makes you really like that was a hell i, I don't know how i can follow up on that that, because, that was yeah, I mean, well you're lucky sensational guy, yeah. Yeah, all right. You know who my problem is? Hear it. This guy is a low-life loser, an absolute bottom-of-the-barrel, classless troll piece of not even – I wouldn't even say scum. He's below this. All right. Sean Strickland is an absolute 
fucking clown. And I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to say it because I watched him go off on a t- on a tirade on this poor guy who asked him a question in the post in like in in this interview the other day. I don't know if you saw this guys. He literally called him like he went off to the point where it's just like this guy's got some mental issues. And he is not only that, he's I think he's like repping with the Nelk boys and happy dad. And shit. this guy is a problem. He is not a good person. And there is nobody who will be rooting harder for this guy to get his fucking ass kicked in this upcoming UFC event than yours truly. I don't watch UFC. I don't purchase. I may be the one day purchase like the people who purchased for that Chiefs game on Peacock. I may be buying that UFC fight just in the hopes that I can watch this guy get his fucking head ripped off. This guy is a lifeless piece of shit and you know what whatever your political beliefs whatever you believe in whatever applies to you that's fine don't put the fucking rest of the world on your agenda just because you don't like where somebody else is coming from that is absolute trash and that guy i hope gets buried in that ring that night because i think he is the biggest piece of shit that i've ever seen and that's my fucking problem ah Did you see him go on the Nelk Boys and basically tell Steiny like, no, you're like a nice guy. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. There's just he something. Said, there's just something about you. I just want to beat the shit out of you. He said, I want to put your temple into that fucking side of that bed frame, yeah, or the or the or the table post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he's he's a wild guy. He's clearly on something that's making him that aggressive. Uh, I'll keep mine short so we can get to viewer questions. My problem is 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 one that I think everyone knows, but it's becoming worse and worse and worse. My problem is just the NBA. It's an unwatchable product. Yeah. It's it's absolutely <laughs> horrible. No one plays any defense. We, there was a, a, a over for 244 points the other day. It that's, went under. That's, it did go under, but the sign that they've <laughs> been putting that out, it, this league is a joke. It's an absolute fucking joke. It turned out to be that, a great game, Tick. The, the, league, came back. the league that Ice Cube's involved in, the three-man thing, that they play more defense in that fucking thing than they do in the NBA. Yeah. It, it's a joke. It, it's unwatchable. And as much as I love Embiid and the Sixers, and they're one of the teams that is actually closest to playing a full five-man offense, it's it's still just no fun. It just stinks. It's a stinky product. And it yeah, sucks it because not so long ago, I loved the NBA. It was a great Yeah, you've product. always loved the NBA. I don't... Yeah, it's recently become... When NFL ends and there's no sports, you'll watch the NBA. I'll watch college basketball. College basketball is still great. That's a team... Oh, I love college basketball. basketball. Yeah, we watched it last night. Nevada, second half. Go Huskies. Um, <laughs> that game started so late. Holy shit. It sure did. It sure did. You missed it because you were at the talking stick. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it moving. Um, all right, let's move on to our final segment here. We got viewer questions. The first one comes from Zach Musser. Um, this is a good one for the Jet to be on. We'll go to Jet first. What was the first bet you ever placed? You don't got to tell us how much or whatever. But what was the game? It was, it was, I hope no, it's it got was, a photographic it, memory. No, it was like first, it was NBA. I don't remember the exact, but it was NBA playoffs. It was Celtics Hawks. You remember they'd always play in the first round somehow every year, first or second round. So this was probably 2016, maybe uh, uh, Celtics Hawks. I, it might've been like a first quarter over. And 
And because wow. the people I was with were like gambling, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And they're like, "Oh, you just kind of like mm. bet, like you know, you just bet whatever." They're like, "You know, do you think they're gonna score more than you know fifty? Back then, the over unders were not eight hundred like they are now. It was like, are they gonna score more than fifty two points in the quarter?" And I was like, "I know ball, like I I I knew sports, so I thought I was smarter. I was like easy, and I lost. It wasn't a lot of money either. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. then I was like, hmm, like how like interesting, but it was it was Hawks." <laughs> Celtics NBA playoffs, something something like that. Yeah, that's unreal. You can remember that. I can remember it all. See cuts. Joseph? I legitimately can't remember the first sports bet I ever placed. I used to do these things where I would um go to the local gas station, the 7-Eleven, and they had like um in Canada, they have the cards where you can see like you'd ask for the ticket for the day they give all the spreads out. This is before you just do it on your phone. And then I would go and I'd, I'd fill out like the little the little ballot card. It was almost like um, when you're in school and you filled out the Scantron and you had to shade in what teams you did. I'd take like six game parlays for like 25, 50 bucks. That would pay out a thousand. And I thought that if I hit it, I'd be rich. Um, but I do remember actually funny stories when I the first first bet I actually placed ever. Um, I was 18 years old. I had a fake ID. And I finished a hockey game and I went with a couple of my buddies to the casino, I was scared shitless. And they're like, oh, you come in, you got the fake ID. I got in and I sat down at a $10 blackjack table <laughs> and I literally took a $10 bill and I ch- changed it. I placed one hand, I won. And I was so thrilled that I had won the $10 that I grabbed the money and I ran to the cashier. Boy, how times have changed, Tick. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a young uh just a, a you know just a, just a, a young guy with just a wild wild you know future ahead of him you know and um did not want to lose that 10 bucks man did you've not been, you've been chasing that feeling ever since it was a rush like i never expected it was feeling. it was unbelievable i was like i can't believe that this this is like people are betting like $50. Like I was like, it was like mind blowing to me, you know, it was in, yeah. yes. I remember, kid, man. I remember mine pretty easily because it was what started me on a, a long college football season of sports betting that put me in a, a huge hole that led me to need to sell weed. To get out <laughs> of college. It it's, was, a, it's, it's a poison. If you're not ready for it, man, it's true. It's true. Uh, it can, I it was can week fuck you four up. or five, I think, of the college football season. LSU came to West Virginia. Geno Smith and Tavon Austin taking on Jarrett Lee and Odell Beckham Jr. LSU? He had a monster game. He had a monster yeah. game. He fucked us up. Brad Wing, I think, punted us inside the five about four times. I thought this guy was going to be the most electric punter to ever play the game of football. He came to the league. I don't think he lasted very long. He was unbelievable that week. They fucked us up. Stedman Bailey was a no-show. Tavon Austin had a couple catches, one touchdown. We got obliterated. We got fucked up. I took the money line. It was like plus 175, I think, or maybe it was like plus 215. LSU was good. <laughs> they were really good. Um, and I lost. But I got the rush of the game. Uh, and that's the problem, too, because when you're a kid, well, kid, or when you're young like that, you know, it's very easy to get lost in the sauce and to, like, you know, you 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 feel that rush, and especially when you're not making an income or you're not working, you know, you don't have a lot of money to spend. So bet responsibly, folks, because 
it can lead to some horror stories that we could all share firsthand experience over here. All right, we'll do one more question. Thanks for that one. This one comes from Danny Kane. Do you guys gamble on golf? And if so, oh, you... <laughs> speaking of horror stories, do I do we gamble on golf? You gamble on golf, and if <laughs> that's so... Jet's preferred sport. So there's, there's this like Bob has started this like narrative that he can't win a golf bet with me, which is kind of true, but. That's because we. I like to bet on Sundays. I'll go and see like who the leaders are, and then you like pick something from below the pack, or even somebody toward the top. But you get good odds on them because there's so many players and there's so many people in contention. Um. So so yes, but then also you can bet like round matchups was what I like doing. Like on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you just bet they'll, they'll put two guys up against each other, and you can pick yes which of those guys will have the better round. I like doing that. I'm currently getting killed on a Ricky Fowler one. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever bet like uh, per hole? Do you ever bet like? I've done it. If you had all the time, you need a good. You need a good like live site. Like, uh, like you will do it though if you have that. Sure, sure. Yeah, you can. Like it's fun. You should do fun. that all the time, Tick. Yeah. I did back when I was big ticket bets. I would sit out <laughs> and I would live bet per hole the groups that I could watch on ESPN Plus. Fun. Um, and you were successful with it. Uh, I, I was su- sort of successful with it, but then Corey Perry put me in a big old hole. Oh, my God. Yeah. It all um, goes back to Corey Perry. No, you, you bet on golf, too, though. But do you pick before the – do you pick a winner before the weekend starts or before the tournament starts? Yeah, I, I, I will never bet. I it's, it's, it's funny because, like, I could throw down a hammer on, like, an NFL game, like a humongous pick. Um, and I wouldn't think anything of it, but if I, if I take anything over like a couple hundred dollars on a golf pick, like I feel like it's, it's just, it's outrageous for me to watch. It's even the matchups. I don't know why it's a slower, slower, you know, game to watch. Um, so normally I just do pre-tournament. You get really good odds. I'll throw like 50 bucks on somebody that I like. I'll take a few guys and then at least I have something to watch throughout the, you know, throughout the tournament i actually hit i have not hit very often but i hit sam burns when he beat out scheffler and that was a yeah, tournament that um i unbeknownst to me i was watching it in dc and bob and jet were on scheffler in la they were ben <laughs> scheffler on the final day so i got really excited and i was messaging bob about it but he didn't tell me they're on Scheffler, so he was just getting pissed. Oh, I, I didn't know how it was supposed to be, but when you hit one of those, you know, that payout huge, it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of The Sportsman. Very much appreciate the Jet coming on board. Filling what a what a guy. Special cat. Really, really special guy. Joey D, as always. Uh, guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube and the Instagram. Fire your questions in there. Mr. Anderson will then kick them back to us, and we'll answer them at the end of each episode. Uh, Gentlemen, thank you very much as always. Good episode, and we will see everyone next week.